0: We're joined now by Jake Scott and Tim And I, I, I think I, I want to make sure I say this really quite clearly. Um, and, and so it doesn't sound like a criticism. We're, we're playing without Donovan Mitchell and without Rudy. We're, we're playing without Boyan Bogdanovich also. Yeah. Like, so Boyan Bogdanovich gets hurt in the Houston game. Since then, he goes seven of 15 against Detroit, goes three of six from three, seven of 17, one of seven from three, three of 13, one of three from three against Phoenix. 5 of sixteen, one of 9 from 3. Like, Boyan Bogdanovich is now in his last three games. 3 of 19 from 3, that's with that finger. You you can tell me all you want. Boyan Bogdanovich has never gone, I'll bet you, I I, I will bet you, Boyan Bogdanovich has never gone 3 of 19 from 3 at any stage, at any point in his life, including, like, with a Nerf ball on a basket over, like, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just he's not what he does, right?
1: it's definitely not what he does especially the three point shot and you see what he's shooting the last 10 ball games from the three yeah, point yeah i mean line. so
0: it's some of this three three slump three. might have started beforehand frankly yeah. is, is worth point is a is a good point on on your part he was yeah. 23% of his last eight coming in i had and uh last 10 coming in i think you pointed out he's about 24% so this is now being even more exacerbated by the mm-hmm. finger but if, if if we don't have number one option Boyan, which we saw at times last year in the final twenty games a year, and you're playing without Donovan without Rudy, like yeah, and, you
1: know. and right now he's he's attempting more shots because of Donovan being out, uh, and then he's 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 struggling, you know, with that finger there as well. So that that just elevates uh, the problem.
0: Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, Tim, what'd you see tonight?
2: Uh, I thought the effort was really good. You know, I think in stretches the the transition defense is obviously just you know if a team can get out in transition, they're going to score. It's just how it is right now. And it's, it's gotta be something that's, you know, harped on and addressed all the time. I know that. Um, but the team, at least, you know, this particular team with no Rudy and no Donovan, you know, it's just, that's one of the areas that they just hemorrhage right there during a game.
3: No, no Donovan, just to kind of back up what you're talking about with uh missing Bogdanovich too. He and Clarkson were nine of 29 tonight. Right. So that's, I mean, when you're missing Donovan Mitchell, you need those two guys, one of them at least, to have a good game, right? Like about- 109 points is, if you give me those stats, and then, then I'd try to guess, I'd say the Jazz probably scored 75, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and add that Joe Ingles is shooting 20% from three since January one. Like,
1: how about cutting some of those points at the rim in, in the yep. in the paint there? If Rudy was here, and of course, I mean, you yeah. maybe you can cut that in half. That really would make a difference, there. Huh? Yeah. No, I mean, this is a. Hey, I think you're
0: right. This is a battle, and then. The script by which for them to win basketball games on the road against a top-four conference team is really slim right now. And so it's Boyan and Jordan and have to have an amazing day, and they got to shoot it. If they're going to win tonight, they had to probably make 10, 12 more threes than Memphis. They made eight, so they kept it relatively close, but they just didn't have enough firepower.
2: And Boyan is, I mean, you, the shots he had tonight, I don't know that he's gotten better looks all no, right. Yeah. I mean, they were down the barrel, nobody around him. And I think you know he constantly's going to that finger though. You know when when play stops or something, he's constantly you know trying. So it's definitely something that's really bothering him. Well, was him. it Booner
3: who noticed he switched the tape? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's changing out equipment. I mean, that can't be it, it can't be not bothering it's,
0: him. It's interesting to me uh, again. Not a doctor, nor did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> yeah, but like I'd be curious how long he's gonna do this. Does that make sense? Four to six weeks. <laughs> right. Like, at what point as a player do you say, okay, that's enough? Like, yeah. I'm going to go sit for a while and get this thing right. That's four to six weeks of rest, isn't it? Without four,
1: playing Four to on six it?
0: weeks is supposed to not move it for four to six weeks yeah. to have it, the bone
1: reheal to itself on the fracture. I keep going back to a shin splint. So, with, it, with that, that's pretty close to being the same. Is it? Thing I don't know. Right is that thing. what a shin splint <laughs> is? I think it's where the muscle peels away from the bone. So right. this is actually the
0: bone peeled away from the bone, and the ligaments stay attached.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: Right? Yes. Is that I, one of avulsion yes. fractures? I, and, and I
1: can't. I can't so visualize it's actually, that. my
0: understanding of this—if I'm—if I'm, if I'm correct—and this, I think, for people that are listening, this will relate. Your your little kid gets hurt. Like when your when your kids are young, their ligaments are really really loose, right? So they get hurt. This is actually how what happens usually with kids. Instead of like tearing an ACL or tearing a ligament, they'll actually like pull bone off bone because their ligaments are so loose that they don't the ligaments don't break. As you get older, what usually happens is then the
1: ligament goes. The ligament gets stronger to and the then point the, and hold right, it. Right, and then
0: the ligament goes. Okay. I think. Again, hmm. not a doctor.
3: Sounds Dr. painful. Locke. Sounds so, painful, whatever it is.
1: I know you guys have to go, but let me ask you, Tim, about this team. Tim's got nowhere to go. I'm talking about Tim has not worked enough today. It's it's early tonight, isn't it? They they got nowhere to
0: go. We should keep talking to Tim (laughs) for as long as we want.
1: This young team. I mean, we're talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, what do you see future-wise or two years down the line? I mean, are they good enough to be a contender two years down the line?
2: Well, they'll definitely get some guys picked off, right, because of salary. Right. But the most important guy will be there, and I would imagine, you know. They need got, three. Yeah.
0: Are Jackson, Bain, and Morant good enough three? Those are the three. I think they are. Yeah, Desmond Bain's good, man.
2: And Jackson just keeps getting better. Um, you know, his, he just he affects the game in so many ways. He's so physical. Uh, and he's actually become a pretty decent shooter, 30%, a little over 30 from three. So I, I, I love their team. I love John Morant. I mean, the minute I saw that. You know, first time I saw him play in college, you know, jumped off the screen. And he, he just – he's one of the fun guys to watch in the league.
0: It's so interesting. When he came out of the draft, I said to a bunch of people, like, I would take him above Zion mm-hmm. because Zion's too heavy and you can't be that heavy and stay in, in our league. Like, I've done a bunch of research. Mm-hmm. If you weigh over 280 pounds, like, you just Eventually
1: can't, it catches up with you. You can't do it. I'm so curious. Kielman O'Neal there. is the only one that I think right. it didn't because he doesn't play that – yeah, high off the. But if farm, you think about it, like Eddie Curry, well. Eddie, Curry
0: got hurt all the yeah, time. Al right. Jefferson tore an ACL. Yeah. Nikola Pekovic couldn't last. Yeah. Yao Ming couldn't last. Oliver like, Miller, Oliver like, Miller, like anybody right. who's over two eighty has not. Right. You just and we play hundred possessions a night, going back and forth both ways at full speed. Yeah. Like it's too much. And, but it was also one of those things. Like it's pretty easy for me to like sit in my little catbird seat and like make that comment. Like I wonder if anybody out there actually would have had enough guts to be like. You know what? I know he's Zion because when we've seen Zion play, it's awesome, right? We've right. never seen anything like it to say, like, actually, I'll take the six-five guard who I actually have a pretty good feeling is going to play for the rest of his life.
1: You'd have to have a lot of, well, you'd have to think, okay, we don't need Zion. We need a guard. We need someone of, in, in order to make that move. And it would be a gutsy move.
0: Yeah, or you have to be Pat Riley or maybe Danny Ainge in Boston, right? Like where you've won your title okay. and you can now
1: make that move makes sense but that clearly is going to turn out to be and the reason i brought that up for tim is that you know as we talked about earlier they got two undrafted players and they have adams who was drafted in 2013 otherwise every player on this team is like 2018 to took 2021 draftees
2: well i remember last year when they came through and the you know it was limited it was when they were only letting certain, you know, number of people in fifteen hundred, maybe. Um, and I sat down there and watched the game in the arena, and I could totally tell, like, a Taylor Jenkins is a great coach, knows exactly what he's doing, um, and has a great culture. And then B, I thought there was a great amount of chemistry. You know, they were the Jazz were ended up winning and pulling away, but Memphis to me looked like a team. You know, they just fit good. You know, they, they've done a great job of assembling personnel.
1: So I yeah. have a few people in this league haven't been in the league for twenty five well, years. Why, why are you I, looking at that? I just think we had Donovan. We've probably been a different story. Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So I said, I text every now and then. If you're prepping for a game, you're not like I literally texted. What would be your answer to why Memphis is so good to someone in the league today? They compete every night. They have a great group spirit. And John ja Morant three exclamation marks. Mm. So that's a little bit of what you were just saying right there, Tim. Absolutely the group
2: spirit. Yep. And John Moran. <laughs> a lot of John Moran.
0: Yeah, hey, like, let's give Memphis their due. They're the story of the league right now. It's great. Uh, they probably in Miami should be the story of the league. Um, but, yeah, they're not scoring what they have, how many field goals do they have at the rim tonight. And, they're you know, Boyan and Jordan hopefully have a lot better nights if Donovan's taking some of that pressure.
1: Who's winning that Stars? Oh, it's tied up, huh? Oh, fourth quarter, good. tied at 87.
0: Tony right. Parks is on the call somewhere. Go grab it. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, guys. Have, Have a great good
3: night. 119-109 yeah. your final jazz fall. We'll break it down next on the Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight in Memphis to the Grizzlies, 119-109. John Morant with a triple-double tonight, 30-10-10 in the win. For the Utah Jazz, Daniel House uh, led the way with 21. Uh, The Jazz actually had uh, seven players in double figures, Coach Lacombe, but it wasn't quite enough as the uh, Grizzlies come away with the win.
2: Yeah, it was going to be tough to get enough points um, and – I actually really do believe that the Jazz ran great offense tonight. They moved the ball, guys got great looks. Uh, Boyan, you know, characteristically just can't get one to go in tonight, one for nine. Um, but the ball ended up popping, and I like that. I thought that was they made a conscious effort of moving the basketball.
3: And they played and played hard again. I mean, the, this week they're zero for three with obviously two losses to the Suns and one loss to Memphis. And I thought they actually represented themselves quite well in all three games. I know folks out there driving around are probably saying, no moral victories, and certainly they took the L, but considering where they've been on some of these losses in this recent stretch, you know, they're pouring it out out there. They just came up just came up short again. It's tough without Donovan Reuter and uh, Rudy for sure.
2: I, I 100% agree with that. I think um, the Jazz really did compete. You know, they, they got twisted up in, in transition a little bit, but that's going to happen. That's something that Memphis is terrific at, and, you know, you can make... Grand statements, you're going to try to slow Ja down. But, again, going out there and doing that's a totally different thing. Um, you know, ja, ja was locked in tonight. He was, he was not going to be stopped and had a 30-point a triple-double. I mean, guy was terrific. But I, I do believe that the Jazz did a nice job. I mean, they attacked the offensive glass, got their 11 re- offensive rebounds, got some putbacks. Um, so they, they fought hard, just didn't have enough. Playing
3: against Ja without Rudy Gobert has got to be tough. Just because, I mean, honestly, we, people out there get critical with Jazz perimeter defenders and uh, not staying in front of their guy. Well, Jaws really is hard to stay in front of for, for a really good defender. And, uh, you know, having Rudy back there would have made a big difference tonight. In fact... Uh no, we'll get into the the points in the paint coming up a little later on, but that'll be an interesting stat to keep an eye on because the, the Grizzlies were in the paint all night long. And I gotta imagine that wouldn't be the case if Rudy were playing.
2: And that's David Locke came on the, the morning show. I hosted the morning show um about fourteen hours ago. Um and David was on with us. But we we talked about that very thing. You know, the jazz struggling as it is to kind of keep guys away from the rim with Rudy out and they're going against Ja, but You know, again, they got to the rim plenty. That's kind of their deal. Um, But I do believe that the Jazz put up a a very good resistance and, you know, minus a couple uh, of turnovers that went the other way for easy baskets and missed shots. You know, the Jazz were right there in
3: the ballgame. Jazz missed some easy ones tonight, didn't they? Um, You know, Pascal, once again, was all energy, but he missed layups. He missed a a dunk. Bogdanovich uh, missed, missed some easy ones, including... He missed the one, I don't know if it was easy, where he got fouled. And I, uh, Coach Snyder came absolutely unglued. Bogdanovich was the one who got the technical foul. But I, there are very few times I've seen Coach Snyder that uh, riled up. Well,
2: he, his blood pressure is high anyway. I mean, yep. he hasn't experienced losing like this in a long, long time. So um, totally different and foreign. Uh, but again, they, the team took on that fight. You know, they had that fight tonight. Um, did not have, you know, enough in the tank, but definitely... From an effort standpoint, a focus standpoint, coach has got to be pretty pleased with that.
3: All right. The Jazz lose tonight uh, to the Grizzlies, 119 to 109. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Sunday night. The Jazz are in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. That game will tip off at six o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got some post-game sound for you. Coach and I will continue to break this one down as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Catch and shoot three. Ah! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Angles underhand scoop to Codley. back out to Joe, fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott
4: and Tim LaCole. Oh.
3: Jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network. It is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the, my Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller, Subaru.com jazz come up short. They fall in Memphis to the Grizzlies. 119, one Oh nine 109. jazz led tonight by Daniel house who had 21 points and seven of 11 shooting. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mike Conley, who was plus 13, by the way, for the game, 15 points, six assists, three rebounds, played well in uh, familiar confines there in Memphis. Bogdanovich had 13, Clarkson had 13, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Royce O'Neal had 12, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside had 11 to go along with eight rebounds, and Pascal had 10 coming in off the bench for Memphis. Uh, John ja Morant with 30, 10, and 10 tonight. He was just terrific. Jaron Jackson had 18. Uh, Desmond Bain had 17. And how about Brandon Clark coming in off the bench, twenty-two points in twenty-six minutes on nine of twelve shooting, getting a lot right there around the rim. That might be the story of the game. How much Jazz gave up close to the basket?
2: It really was. You know, size uh, Hassan can can battle while he's in there, uh, but nobody replaces Rudy. And then when the Jazz go small, you know, there's just a run at the rim. Uh, Clark was awesome, and I've seen that up close and personal. He's one of, the, in my mind, people ask me all the time, but I think he's the, I think he's the most. Complete big man. Um, he and Sabonis. Sabonis, obviously, um, probably a little bit better, but but Brandon Clark's right there uh, from that Gonzaga crew, and Clark had an awesome night, 9 for 12.
3: Well, let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. The Jazz outscored. <laughs> Brace yourself for this one, Coach. 66 to 34. My goodness. That'll do it. That will do it. And Memphis, hey, Memphis is really good at that. They're really good at getting to the rim. Uh, John Morant's really good at causing havoc, as as we've talked about already uh, quite a bit. They're really good in transition and finishing. But that is a huge margin and a huge number to give up 66 in the paint. Rudy, Not having Rudy, it hurts every night, but not having Rudy hurt tonight.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the the... I call John ja Miranda, one man, fast break. And, you know, if you've got one guy that can be back there protecting the rim, you would pick Rudy and he's not available tonight. So uh, your biggest strength going against their biggest strength, um, you know, you'd feel pretty good if Rudy could be in the game, but unfortunately not tonight. And
3: uh ja really did have his way. Yeah. Jaw was something else. All right. Uh, let's, uh, it's time to get the post game sound rolling. Let's go back to Memphis and let's uh, hear a little bit from coach Quinn Snyder
4: we competed our tails off and um, you know, there was a lot of size on the floor and we didn't have a lot of it. And you know, we, we battled and you know, when it's a four point game, three minutes to go. Boyan's got a layup. We're right there. Maybe it was five-point game, six-point game. I don't know what it was, but we were right there. And that was after being down, you know, double digits at various times. So um, these guys are leaving it out there. And that's what we want to do. We want to do. That's going to help us get better. When guys come back, they got to be just as competitive. We played like a hungry team. That, that's who we need to be. We need to be a hungry team. What for Um, you know, it, it's kind of just playing the way that we play when we're, we're the balls moving in a way that allows us to attack a closeout or take a shot. And We've got to keep, you know, we can't pass up shots, meaning we can't catch the ball and not shoot it or drive it or pass it. That's just, that's paramount to how we play the game. And when we do that um, and we drive it and we're under control, you know, good things can happen, you know, if we don't leave our feet and commit, you know, if we're poised in the lane and I thought, the times that hurt us were when we weren't, you know, when that did happen and then we weren't as aware of our spacing or we passed up a shot um, and then the ball stops and then you get a team that's as long as athletic as them and they're able to lock in again. And But as much as anything, you know, that's reference to the offensive end. I just think defensively we were, you know, we were scrambling, playing hard. It wasn't perfect, but you know, scrapping for rebounds, and then we can get out and run. So, you know, when you play hard, good things happen. Playing selfish, good things happen. That's what we did.
5: Yeah. At this point, is it all hard to
4: watch how much he No, I mean, a few years ago, we talked about... You know, freedom of movement and wraps, grabs, you know, two hands and, you know, it's hard for Mike. I mean, our, my message to our guys is always, you know, adjust to the the way the game's officiated. But, you know, Mike's as quick as anybody out there, but he's 170 pounds, strong 170, but... You know, he drives, there's two hands on him. You know, usually if a guy is going straight, he doesn't try to go the other direction away from the basket. So um, we got to be tougher, get lower, get stronger, you know, initiate. You no, know, he's not hooking anybody. I know that, um, you know, we've got to be that. That's where we we, we played with a, with a chip on our shoulder. Right? And you know, that's what no one's going to give us anything. You know, I don't care how the game's officiated, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I think it's at a disadvantage for someone like Mike. Has Mike had a technical in his career. So that that says a little something about when he thinks he's getting bounced around. You know, probably not lying. So it's just a question of what kind of game we want. And uh, whatever that is, we, you know, like I said, I mean, we, we need to be tougher. We need to be hungrier. But, I think that's something we've improved on the last four games, and you know, let's take it up another notch. When Rudy comes back, Donovan comes back, they have to meet that same level. And, you know, let's be stronger. So maybe maybe that's the answer. Um, Is there a way to take it? No. Guys have control of the job and the kind of Say, say, guys, what? Tell them growing. growing Yeah, I mean, we we, guys, guys, you know, guys are competing for minutes. You got to defend. You know, you got to run. Got to run back. Take pride in those things, and good things happen. You know, that's what I said. I, I thought Rudy Gay raised his level tonight. Um, House raised his level you know Hassan raised his level and you know Trent did the other night and those guys can continue um, you know to give us give us that I think that that you know that's hunger and that's infectious our whole team's got to be that way everybody's got to have that Donovan's got to have that Rudy's got to have that Mike's got to have that you well, that, that's, and that's fun. That's when the game gets fun. And I think you're not going to go in the locker room and see a bunch of smiles, but, you know, you, you, you probably see some guys that, you know, have some pride and, and uh, can feel good at least about the, you know, the way they're competing. And I think that that's over the long term, that's what wins.
3: Wow, well, much different tone tonight than certainly after the Phoenix game the other night. But okay, real quick before we talk about that, can I point out that Coach Snyder uh, every once in a while really drops a line in there that that absolutely is a classic. And he's talking about the referees. He says, "How many how many technical fouls has Mike Conley gotten in his career? None." So if he's talking around about getting bounced around out there, he's probably not lying. <laughs> <laughs> bounced around. <laughs> bounced around. <laughs> oh man, I was dying, Coach. Coach comes up with some lines sometimes that just, just hit it right on the head, right? And, oh, yeah. And that was one of them. That one made me laugh. He's probably
2: not lying. <laughs> He's getting bounced around. I, I told you he'd be I I from my vantage point, you know, I thought there were a lot of really good things that came out of the game. Um, you know, look, the the winning losing thing, obviously the Jazz are on the wrong end of that and have been for, you know, uh
3: nine of eleven. Nine now, of eleven
2: right? here. So uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any, you know, I don't know that we've had this kind of this kind of time. I mean, you'd have to go back seven 2017, I think. Yep. Um, and so, look, it's it's totally new territory, but you do have to understand the two the two best players are out. Yep. And they're asking a lot of these other guys. But if you see growth, you know, and he, he pointed out guys by name tonight, um, you know, uh, I thought Mike was I thought Mike was unbelievably good, too. And then, you know, House really showed why the Jazz have an intrigue in him because he, he's a guy who can keep people in front and um, can step out and make a shot like he showed tonight and then shoot the arrow, which I, I like
3: the arrow yes, too. Yes, I do too. Uh, absolutely. But he he Coach was obviously proud of the effort tonight. He was he thought that they played really hard and hoped that when he even mentioned when uh, Donovan and Rudy come back, he hopes they take a note of, of how hard – the rest of the team is playing.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, that, that's hopefully the, the, the lesson learned. And um, it, the thing that you can compare the first quarter of the other night against Phoenix to this game tonight, and the Jazz were, they were right there. They, they fell down double dig, digits, like Quinn said, but they fought back. Yeah. And you,
3: you got to really like that fight and that competitiveness. <laughs> He probably isn't lying. All right, coming up next, we'll get you some player sound. He's we'll, getting bounced around. <laughs> we'll continue to break this one down. Uh, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Even gave out Mike's dimensions. So 160, He's tough, tough, 175 pounds. I mean, but strong. <laughs> Very strong. <laughs> he's getting bounced around. He's probably not lying. All right, your final Jazz fall tonight to the Grizzlies, one nineteen to one hundred and nine. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz lose tonight, one nineteen to one hundred and nine to the Memphis Grizzlies. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. We will uh, we'll get to some more sound from the players coming up here momentarily, but let's check out the Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate five dollars to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Your Master of the Glass tonight, Hassan Whiteside, had eight total rebounds. Four of those came on the offensive uh, side. Uh, Tonight, the Jazz were out-rebounded by the Grizz 42-37. to So, rebounding, um, you know, going to be an issue without Rudy Gobert. And they were out-rebounded tonight, uh, Coach, but not crushed. Not crushed. And how about one
2: of those four offensive rebounds for Hassan was that crazy dunk. Big dunk, yep. Went and got that thing at the top of, of its flight and... Brandon Clark went up too, but Hassan had a little bit more and it dunked it right there. That was really, really big play. Nice to
3: see Hassan really competing on the glass. I thought Hassan played hard tonight. Uh, had some foul trouble there in the first half, which certainly limited him. Uh, he played 27 minutes tonight, 11 points, eight boards. Uh, he did have a a block shot as well. Um, but the, I mean, the Jazz were just so shorthanded in the front court. They just got they had a tough time keeping the Grizzlies out of the paint like we've talked about.
2: Yeah, if the son will compete like that, and, you know, the, the nice part is when Rudy's actually playing, um, his minutes are not going to be 27, and he can just compartmentalize that effort. But if he can give that effort um, and, you know, attack the glass like he did, you know, that's going to be a real key for this team. Um, I liked the way he competed tonight. You know, it's been a little hit and miss. But, um,
3: yeah, I thought he I thought he had a nice game tonight. All right, let's get to some sound from the players. Let's go back to Memphis. It's time to hear from Mike Conley.
5: Right
6: uh, now, it is. You know, Recording coach, in progress. Coach came in and said it best. Like we're we're especially in the last week or so, we're we're playing with a much more urgent mindset, of, you know, playing harder. Guys are giving everything they got with who we have out there, and. Um, at some point we're gonna break we're gonna break through and things are gonna start falling our way. Guys will, you know, make that shot that's open instead of missing that shot and get a little bit more rhythm. And uh won't there be less bright breakdowns defensively because of, you know, more talk, you know, and guys just being more comfortable. But um tonight we we lost to another good team and uh, they're playing very, very well. And um, you know, no no moral victories, but we we feel like we're getting closer and closer to To being back uh, to who we are, Um, I think this time is going to make us make us more, you know, tougher and stronger mentally, uh, especially when we get Donovan and and Rudy and everybody back. Yeah, um, we're doing a good job. I think offensively of, of, getting into the paint and creating for guys at that point. Um, as you know, we get the ball moving around, it gets contagious. Uh, and you know, you don't know who's going to shoot it and that's when we're you know, most, most effective, but defensively we were limit limiting them to, to one opportunity. You know, we we're creating turnovers. Um, guys were, were being active defensively. Um, and we're more active that way. I think guys can get you know, out in out transition and get open, open looks and layups and dunks and stuff like that and kind of get our team energized. And, and that's what was going on during that period. But, you know, like I said, they're a good team. They come down, they calm down. Jada does a good job of pushing the tempo and trying to get in the paint before our defense sets up. Um, so in every long miss we had any turnover we had, they they took advantage of it to kind of keep that lead, um, you know, extend it a little bit and keep it where it's set. So um, we had to be better in a few areas. Um, I've always felt that way you can ask you know the media here in Memphis um, I always felt like I didn't get many calls tonight was pretty evident too there was a few that were pretty obvious and um, it's frustrating you know it's always one of the things I wonder if I'm more of a guy that gets texts and you know, we argue a lot. Maybe I get more respect in that manner, but um, for me, it just seems pretty, pretty um, A to B. Like you know, you should be able to to make the easy call and, and do do what's right both ways, and hopefully, um, you know, do the right, you know, make the right call. Yes. <laughs> That's- Oh, well, it means a lot, you know. Have the have Q um, have my back. He has our whole team's back. Um, you know, just it's a family atmosphere. It's like you know, we're all in this together. We're all one person in this thing, and if it affects me. It affects him. It affects Hassan. It affects him, and that's how it should be, and and vice versa. So um, we appreciate that as as players, and I uh, mean that's why we just go out there and we just try to play as hard as we can for him and and do right by him. Would it to a little bit but the concept for that because it. That needs
5: to be sort of people in dying. What have you seen from the scene of I guess, keeping out keeping that right.
6: I've honestly been really proud of the guys that have been able to go out there. Um, We've got a lot of guys dealing with a lot of things and coming back from COVID, you know, a lot of injuries, a lot of banged up guys and a lot of young guys who don't have a lot of experience um, getting opportunities and just, just fighting every single night and things just aren't falling for us. Things aren't going our way. Um, It's not as pretty as it once was, but um, just really proud of the way that our efforts been as, as opposed to the. You know, about three weeks ago, we were losing games because it just looked like we were, you know, lackadaisical in some points and and just just uh, losing interest in certain parts of the game. And I don't think we're having that as you know as much. And and like Coach said, when Don and Rudy get back, they have to meet us at that level that we're coming in playing. You know, playing it as far as our physicality, how hard we're playing, and just you know being unselfish for each other. And I have no doubt that they will. I
5: know that it's a small sample size.
6: Uh, Daniel House, yeah, he's um, he's been he's been really a, a really a bright spot. Like I said, he's one of those guys that just does what his job is entitled for him to do. Goes up there and plays defense, plays hard, um, crashes for the boards, hits some open shots. He's not afraid to shoot it. You know, you see him, he'll he'll take some shots, step back shots and transition. And some that I'll be like, you know, no, no, you know, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes type of shots. But um, that's why you love him, you know, because uh, he's not afraid of any moment. He's not afraid to guard anybody. And, uh, and that's just been really special for us. Uh, even though we haven't, you know, <laughs> been rewarded with any wins yet. What's the
5: biggest difference in playing the this year versus last year, especially
6: in the playoffs? Um you know, I think maturity is playing a part in it. I think them getting a taste of what it's like to play at that level um, allowed them to go into a summer, you know, understanding what they need to do in order to be back and, and competitive in that nature and Obviously, Ja playing at that the same playoff level that he was playing, he's brought that into the regular season. And Jaron playing better. I mean, just down the line, you know, Desmond Baines having an awesome awesome year. Um, I mean, just every everybody on their team is really fed off of each other. Well, and um, and it's been you know I think Steven Adams is another big reason too. He's a uh, a big dude. You know, really good at getting these guys open and creating space for Ja and them guys to attack. So. Um, they just did well rounded it, well coached and, um, you know, they're for real and they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a tough, a tough team.
3: All right. There's Mike Conley and Mike was, uh, was really good tonight. Played really hard. Uh, let's see what did he finished. 15 on five of 12 shooting six assists for Mike Conley, three rebounds. Um, I thought it was interesting what he said right there kind of sounded similar to what, uh, coach Snyder said as well, that, uh, the effort and what they're pouring out there is, is the right thing and that it will turn the corner, particularly if Donovan and Rudy come back and, and take a cue from how they're playing right now.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I thought Mike was really instrumental in the Jazz not getting blown out tonight. You know, I thought, yeah. I thought when it got bleak or got down 10, he made a couple tough plays, you know, uh, be it steals or, or getting his hand on a ball, um, making a big shot, you know, kind of those types of things. So I love his competitiveness. I love the way he fights. Um, he was a plus 13 while he was on the floor tonight. So, um, you know, no Rudy Gobert in his matchup, but still plus 13. I just love the way Mike comes out and competes every night.
3: He had a good line about the refs too, where he said, uh, you can ask the media around here. They know me well. I haven't gotten calls for a long time. <laughs> he said something like yeah. that. So it was just, it felt like being home, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know. It seems, do you, do you feel like it, the the refereeing overall this year has been taking a dip i don't know just you and i talking here i see oh, a lot of people sure. complain about it online and you know what covid i'm sure has gone through the the referees is just like it has the players and uh i wonder if some of the inexperienced crews there are more issues this year than it seems like it seem, been.
2: it seems like it to me you know it seems like there the consistency is probably the biggest issue and that would make sense um because there's you know, different levels of officials out there together, and they're all got their calls. So um, they get nervous too, you know. And it, so there's been definitely some new people being broke in, and um, and the quality has not been as good, I don't think. But well, I, I guess I could never say it's been great. Cause well, because the
3: the the timing of Bogdanovich's technical foul tonight could have been better, because that was late in the fourth, and I think the Jazz had cut it to six. And Bogdanovich's layup could have cut it to four, and uh, instead they get a technical foul on Bogdanovich. But that technical foul could have been on Quinn too. They just <laughs> they gave it to they, yeah. they gave it to Bogdanovich uh, because somebody was getting it. And uh, you know, if if they're going to pick up a tech at that point in the game, you know, there's probably a reason. Just like there was probably a reason with Hassan. Uh, against the Suns. Um, we, he didn't talk about it really at great length other than saying his own personal situation has been a little bit rough, but there's probably something that triggered that too. He got in front of him and then he fell. <laughs> Speaking of great lines, that might have been the best one of the year. Yeah. And then called
2: it a BS call. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm saving that excuse for where it fits in something I do wrong. He got in front wrong.
3: of me and then fell over. He got f- in front of me then oh, fell over. man. You know what? Listening to the postgame sound might be my favorite part of the, of the show. I'm not kidding. The Jazz, is, well, in all seriousness, the Jazz have some great interviews on on this team. Mike Conley being one of them, of course. Coach uh, really brings his perspective every night. I, I we're blessed on this show, uh, Coach Lacombe, because I do think we get some we get some pretty good stuff every post game.
2: Well, guys, talk how you know they they talk about how they're feeling. That's not that's not the norm. Um, a lot of guys go in there and just couple word answers and get out. Well, but. Mike Conley even admitted that some
3: guys on this team are going through some stuff. All right.
2: Well, how could you not be? I mean, we're all we all are.
3: So these guys are human, too. Everybody's got stuff. Yep. And, uh, you know, this has been a rough stretch. We're stressed for the Jazz since uh, 2017. And, you know, uh, Coach Snyder had talked about how they're probably not smiling much in that locker room. No. However, the vibe after tonight feels much different so far anyway than it did after the Phoenix game.
2: And, and I saw, you know, I saw we got tweeted at saying, hey, don't sugarcoat this. We're. You know, we're we're in fear of missing the playoffs. I can promise you we're not going to miss the playoffs. The
3: Jazz are not going to miss the playoffs. They're not, the not going to
2: miss the playoffs. So bury that one. It's all right. Um, and again, I think, you know, Quinn has said it many times, but he wants this team to be playing their
3: best basketball April through June. And that's what matters. I mean, that's what the fans, you want the Jazz playing their best basketball. You want to win every game. Yeah. I get it. And I – <laughs> the chances of the Jazz imploding enough to not make the playoffs; those chances are pretty slim. But if you if you say Memphis,
2: pretty much at full strength, minus Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, um,
3: and the Jazz, no Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, who's going to win? Memphis. I mean, come on. You could say the same thing about the two Phoenix games, and none of those games were blowouts. So, um, the the the. the Point is, yeah,
2: losing is not great, and nobody loves it. But it's also, you know, there's there's a couple of
3: missing pieces that are kind of important. Kind of. Just kind of. Uh, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's go back to Memphis. It's time now to hear from Jordan Clarkson.
5: Oh, I mean, I know that it's like a small sample class, but uh, I think the also Daniel. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean just
7: seeing him and playing near him and watching him on the what have you seen? Uh just great hustle. Um, he's really good. Recording on defense. in progress. Uh he shoots the ball when he's open and makes plays. Uh defensively, I think uh he's been a big part of like our runs in know, uh, the last game. So you know, keep the games close and you have a chance to win. Uh but he's been playing really well. I'm really proud of him. I'm happy that uh, he got signed another 10-day today, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good for him. I'm happy that he's uh, able to get this opportunity uh, to come in and play, uh, you know, make an impact.
5: Right. you but
7: he doesn't have a contract in the league A little bit. I think, I don't know what it is. Like, honestly, what what happened with any of his stuff, but, you uh, he was a big part of the stuff that they were doing down in Houston. Uh, played a big role in all that. I think they I think he's been in the playoffs. He's, he's made runs with them. So, uh, shoot, he's an NBA player. I think he's he's been that since uh, since he's been in the league. What, he's been in the league for like six years now. So, it's not like he ain't been around the game and, and know how to play and um, know how to communicate and talk and uh, play the right way city feels
5: like, even though you guys are, you know, in the losing streak, that there's a different skill to the team now than there was three weeks ago. That there's areas there of concern being addressed, that there's you know, a little more effort being shown, and, and the way you guys maybe put the break streak. What do you do You feel like that as well? And and I guess what's the what's the reason for feeling you know, good that
7: like things are around the breaking Uh, I'm how many these last games, I mean, we played the top teams and, I mean, top two, what are we, top four? So, I mean, like the other teams that was in front of us and, you know, we we played well. We competed. We had a chance to win each game. Uh, we cut it down to five tonight. I think late was maybe like two minutes, 2.30 left in the game. Uh, still give us opportunity to win. I think, like you said, we all calling each other out right now in terms of what we need to do and what we need to get better at. Um, but I think we, we are right there. Um, uh, it's a crazy little, little flow of the season right now in terms of everything that's going on and us losing these games, we're two or 10 in the last ones. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's going to take a little second. Once it, once it gets rolling again, I think, uh, we're going to rack up a bunch of wins and uh, being where we want to go into uh, the playoffs.
5: Can
7: you guys learn that The biggest thing for us is, you know, playing for each other. Uh, I think that was kind of one of the big emphasis that we had uh, with them out. I was Just getting in the paint, finding, you know, the next person, and making an extra pass. Uh, I feel like. A lot of us are passing up shots and, and stuff like that, just because it's been a, a big emphasis on what we've been trying to do recently in terms of uh, offensive stuff. But um, once he comes back, we know what, what he what he brings to the team. Uh, you know, he's our leader. You know, our all star. Anything you want. Uh, you know, he's matching up with any other person or on the other side, any other superstar. So. Uh, We continue to do our roles and keep doing them at a high level that I think that we've been doing recently, Uh, make some shots, and uh, I think we'll be right back to to who we are. How does the game change for you during the stretch when Don's bad? Um, Just, you know, trying to make plays, Uh, trying to get downhill, trying to get to the paint, uh, make the extra pass and, you know, find... Uh, the next man, you know, I went to the lane today and I seen, like, three dudes, and I was just, like, crazy, like, a little situation. Uh, guys just pulling over so much, help side and, and all that. But it's good for me to see that um, just so I can, you know, make the reads. I think I made a read earlier uh, in the game, like, going left and zinging it to, like, the house in the corner. Um, I just got to keep continue to do that and keep continuing to grow in that way and uh, keep trying to get... You know other guys' shots. I know that they, they get them for me, and um, and I'm gonna take them. So <laughs> that's that's what it is.
3: All right, there you go, Jordan Clarkson, and uh, tonight Jordan coming off the bench, 13 points, four of 13 shooting, four rebounds, and uh, three assists as well. And uh, Jordan, I mean, like Mike Conley, seemed uh, pretty even keeled tonight. I was gonna say, did he seem nervous at all?
2: To you? No. No, it seemed pretty no. mellow. He did. Um, I liked what I saw from him tonight. You know, missed miss some shots, but to his credit, really did try to find guys. Uh, made a really nice skip pass to Royce uh, when the Jazz were kind of making a run to cut that game down. Uh, put a, just enough air under it, got Royce right in the shot pocket, and Royce was able to knock in a three. Found it house early in the game, like he talked about, but less of, of him dribbling around and getting caught, you know, and having to pass. Uh, I think he's he's finding ways to to score and you know find guys that you know off of his penetration
3: that's something coach schneider noted as well they were much more unselfish tonight. i thought so he used yeah. that word yeah the point 0.5 was working 119109 is your final the jazz fall tonight uh, in memphis to the grizzlies postgame is brought to by mark miller subaru and the my subaru is campaign featuring real stories from meal mark miller subaru customers subaru owners our diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. is.com We'll get you more player sound coming up next. Stay tuned. It's Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. 119 to 109 is your final jazz fall tonight in Memphis. Uh, Let's check out the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app tonight from the line. The Jazz were 18 of 21. The Grizzlies. 18 of 24, so pretty even there as far as uh, foul shot numbers go, which is a little bit surprising to me, actually. The Memphis didn't go to the line more, although 24 is a pretty big number. They were putting pressure on the rim all night long. Yeah, they were, and, and they finished really well there, too. So, um,
2: but, but I like that the Jazz were right there, you know, especially without the two guys that get the most free throws on the team, Donovan and Rudy. Just the other guys create the 21 free throws. Shows that they were really
3: on attack. I'm really surprised the Jazz had only 16 total personal fouls. Just consider, I mean, the Jazz are not a team that fouls a lot. It's kind of their M.O., but, you know, how much they do foul and the Euro foul and considering how much the the Grizzlies were out on transition and turnovers were certainly a thing. It seems, yeah, it seems low. And just watching the game seemed like there were way more fouls. It did seem that way. A lot more stoppage, yeah. Especially down the stretch. Some bizarre stoppage you know, there toward the end of the. Uh, I got some stoppage the for you. Quarter, <laughs> even a, a timeout that Memphis didn't mean to call. Yeah, he, he didn't want the timeout with a minute six. <laughs> no, he's just like, no, tannies. I don't want it. Okay, you well, called it. Well, I guess we're taking the timeout. <laughs> uh, truth of the matter, the referee probably needed a break. Just a little breather. Maybe you had to use the restroom or something. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to call a timeout here. You, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh on you, buddy. All right. Let's get some more player sound. Let's go back to Memphis. It's time to hear from Daniel House.
5: Can you tell me what it felt like to get that second 10 10-day call? Uh, it's, it's, it's it's always an opportunity to 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 play up in the NBA. Uh, just getting another one from the Jazz is just just an even bigger opportunity for me. It means I'm doing some stuff right. Um just I just need to continue and continue to build. You said that sometimes you just go out there and go out there and that. Is it as simple as that at time. Yeah. We all we all got jobs to do, and we all know know what we're capable of doing, and uh, we know components. You got to put pieces together in order for it to create the team. So somebody got to do a certain job. So if he got it go this tonight, and I'm missing, my job is to make sure that I get I make like, my layers, the feed, rebound, run the flow hard, and make the right right extra passes or or the reads. So, it's just, it's just simple stuff, They're just taking turns. And guys on this team have no problem with taking turns of doing different jobs every time. <laughs> I think I've done enough to get another third third 10-day. <laughs> what did it feel like to, to be, you know, you, 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 require, you saw a virtual fire rotation? Like, Team wasn't helping, but you know, obviously Bill Donovan, but other than that, everybody else was also helpful. What was it like being in that rotation even that? Man, it's fun. I mean, those, like he said, he just telling us to come out here and compete, compete at a high level. Uh, we can live with the results when we lose a draw, as long as we're with a chip on our shoulder. So, like, being in the mix and in the blend with those guys, it just, it's just this opportunity, of course. But then I know I have to go out there and make make the most of the opportunity and make sure that I'm able to propel the team and not take the team backwards. What are the biggest adjustments the team has to make during a like this when they're just Both of the, You know, strong, given how important they're um, um, I mean, just, just stops, just a few more stops. We just got to just get a few more stops. Rebound a basketball. I, I think we will be, we'll be straight. All
3: right. That was Daniel house. 21 points. He, uh, led the jazz in scoring tonight, seven 11 shooting four of six from three. He played a, uh, a really nice game in 16 minutes. You heard him talk right there too. He signs his second 10 day contract, which is actually his third contract with the jazz but his first contract was a 10-day hardship contract which doesn't count cuz normally you can only sign two 10-day contracts and so after this one is up the jazz will have to make the decision whether they want to uh, keep him on for the remainder of the year and based on how he's played i'm sure that is a strong consideration when this uh, when this 10 days up
2: i think he's a perfect fit you know i think he's he, he's a little bit different he he's a little more long he's got some length to him and and certainly does a great job. I think he'd be the best perimeter defender, you know, on the roster if that were to happen. So um, really good to see him play well. What I take from him tonight, what he said, uh, you know, Coach wants us to compete at a high level and we'll accept accept the outcome. Um, You know, if you go out there and compete and give everything you have, um, you can't always control what's going to happen, particularly with the roster situation. But I think they all, to a man, feel way better – uh, tonight about the competition the way they went out there and represented um, that chip on the shoulder thing's real too i think when they when they play with a chip on their shoulder they play really well um and and that's something that they you know it
3: seems like they they kind of know that as a group yeah and they were in the game the whole way tonight they didn't get blitzed out of the out of the gate in the first quarter i mean they they out got got outscored in the second quarter 28 to 20 or excuse me 28 to 21. And then we're pretty much even with the Grizz for the rest of the game. Outscored in the third, 29 27, and then 31 31 in the fourth quarter. So, you know, the Jazz fought hard, and that's been a a consistent theme in all of our interviews that we've heard tonight, right? That, uh, you know, if you do pour out that effort and energy and and give it your best, you know, the results are a little bit more (laughs) easier to stomach, if, if we put it that way. It, I just I can't get over how different the vibe was with Coach Schneider tonight in a game that ended with a similar result, right? A, a hard fought loss uh, to a really good team. But you could tell he felt much differently about how the team played tonight as opposed to against Phoenix.
2: They were way more connected. You know, and I think that's the thing he's looking for. How's our communication? Um, how do we handle adversity? You know, the ability to run back. He talked about that in the Phoenix game. You know, R- uh, Donovan and Rudy may not be out there, but we can still run back. And, uh, you know, the Jazz weren't g- perfect in transition tonight. They gave up quite a bit, um, but they steadily got better at it. And I think that Quinn takes,
3: you know, a-, a margin of victory in that a little bit, too. All right. post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners. They're diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your final, the Jazz followed to the Grizz tonight, 119 to 109. Coming up next We've got your play of the game. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as well. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Offensive rebound. Whiteside went up to the top floor and then just ripped it through the cylinder. Wow, son Holy smokes.
3: David Locke on the call, one of his son Whiteside's four offensive rebounds tonight with a nice dunk. Uh, play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMAuto.com, driven by you. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. 119 109 is your final. Jazz Falls Short to the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. If you're just joining us, Jazz uh, got 21 from Daniel House in just 16 minutes to lead the way, scoring tonight 7 of 11, shooting 4 of 6 from 3. House also had two steals. Um, Mike Conley had a really nice night tonight, team high plus 13 in the plus minus in 30 minutes, 5 of 12, 3 of 6 from 3 at 15 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Bogdanovich tonight struggled to shoot the ball. He had 13 points, 5 of 16 shooting, 1 of 9 from 3. We talked to Locke about it. You got to wonder, Locke and Boone, you got to wonder how that uh, fractured finger is uh, affecting the way he's playing. Royce O'Neal, 12 points tonight on 4 of 6 shooting, 4 of 5 from 3. 11 for Hassan Whiteside to go along with 8 boards and a block shot. Uh, Let's see, Clarkson had 13 coming in off the bench, although he struggled shooting 4 of 13, 2 of 8 from 3. And uh, Eric Paschal had 10 in 21 minutes coming in off the bench. But for Memphis, they got 30, 10, and 10. First triple-double of the season for Ja Morant. Uh, Jaron Jackson had 18 uh, on 8 of 11 shooting. Boy, was he efficient. Uh, Desmond Bain, 6 of 14 shooting, 17 points. And uh, how about uh, your guy, Coach, Brandon Clark, coming in off the bench, 22 points, 9 of 12 shooting, and uh, was 4 of 4 at the line. So he had a very nice night.
2: I think there was a game he played against us in Provo, where he was like twelve for twelve from the field, six for six from the line. I think he didn't miss a shot, two for two from three, something like that. He like had a hundred percent shooting night uh, against us. So I've seen him do that. He's he's a uh, he's a good player, and he gets great elevation. You saw that on a couple of plays uh, on his jump shot.
3: Listen, this Memphis team has a nice roster. They do. They've it's, done a good job. It's well constructed. Yep. There's a bunch of talent. The role players are really good. They're they've got good size. Obviously, they're young. Um, I I think uh, you guys are right when you talk about how you know salaries are are going to eventually force them to pare it down a little bit. But even when you look at that with uh, Morant, Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean that that's a really like nice foundation. Yeah, yep. that's for sure. a really nice foundation you can play with for a long time.
2: Yeah, it's um you know, and they've got that in in that those three guys they've got. You know a guy who's versatile who's a versatile big guy and really run and guard uh, and make you know he can stretch the defense and then Bain can just shoot the lights out, but he also is kind of that uh protector you know one, one, like the enforcer big strong guy and then jaws obviously the alpha so they're they're built up pretty nicely for for a few years to come here
3: well and then you look at uh, you look at other guys like um Uh, uh, Melton coming in off the bench. He He was great. He seems like a nice player. Yeah. 13 points for him. Five of nine shooting. Uh, he also had nine boards and six assists and that's, you know, that's a dude, excuse me, coming in off the
2: bench. I mean, they're just crazy young and that's, what's so exciting about him. We watched and talked about, you know, Jaws kind of break through his, his rookie year and watching him play, but he just continues to, you know, he's, he's just totally flying
3: high. Um. He's he's actually better than I thought he'd be at this point. And he's willing to shoot the three. He was two of six tonight. That's right. And he's 30. He'd love that. He's 35, almost 36% on the season. And it's not like he's not shooting any. He's willing to put it up. And, you know, as he gets better and better at that, he's he's going to really be something as he continues to improve his game. I bet you, and I think we talked about this the last time these two teams played, he'll go through an evolution like Donovan did where his game will get more on the ground as he evolves, and I'm sure, like Donovan, athleticism will always be a part of what he does because he's an incredible athlete. But as he he learns the tricks of the trade and his shot improves and, you know, he picks his spots on the floor, man, he's just going to get better and better. His release looks better, way better. And then he made that crazy shot tonight,
2: speaking of not getting off the ground, where he had to come up under the other side of the basket and with his left hand flipped it up. Those are those plays you're talking about, just kind of learning the craft and all of the different things that go with it. But he, he's definitely, uh, he's hes the future, you know, one of the pieces of the future of this league.
3: Donovan said he actually learned a lot from last year's playoffs, playing those playoff series where he couldn't elevate and he had to play on the ground, and it said it, it changed his perspective a little bit. I bet you Ja has periods of that in his career where he has to figure it out, and it just makes him a better player.
2: Yeah, because right now, he is, you know, there was a block where he actually blocked that thing above the square. It was running around Twitter a couple weeks ago, but he's yeah, his ability to to fly through the air is is pretty amazing.
3: All right, coach, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one.
2: Well, not not ideal, you know what the Jazz are going through, but a, a certainly in my mind, a better uh, product out there. Felt like they they definitely were more locked in. Um, like you said, the game never got away. They were they were right there, and actually within five. Uh, late, you know, two and a half or so minutes left in the game. So uh, a great job by the Jazz of, of hanging in there and and kind of adjusting to the way that the game was going. Um, I thought, like I said, Conley was great. I thought House earned a spot on the team tonight. You know, I think he's he's a guy that can really help this team in a lot of different ways when they get back together. Um, and all that together, you know, we, we thought that from the what we watched that Quinn would probably have a better – read uh, and a better feeling about tonight and that was certainly the case and so you, t- you lose the game but you take a couple of, of promising things from you know the house Conley the way te- the team competed um, and, and you know
3: the fact that they're they're kind of getting that message from coach felt like coach Schneider had a, a completely different vibe tonight felt much differently about his team even though it was somewhat of a similar loss to the Phoenix game probably had something to do with the start I'm guessing yeah,
2: they 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 never really were out of it. Nope. You know, they were right there, and they competed all game long.
3: Yep, sure did. All right, we want to say a big thank you to everybody who had a role in the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing a great job calling all the action. The broadcast assistants who helped out with us tonight, Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, uh, Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show, want to remind you about the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share, read some, and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Comb, thank you. Long day for you, I know, buddy, but uh, great analysis. Great work all day long. It was great to
2: be with you, man. Uh, We'll see you on Sunday afternoon.
3: Ish. Ish.
2: (laughs) Sunday late
3: afternoon. 119-109 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Grizzlies, as Coach alludes to right there. Next broadcast coming your way on Sunday. They will be in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 5, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.